0: I wish to acknowledge the custodians of this land, the Yagara and Torbal people of the Mianjin nation and their Elders past and present. I acknowledge and respect their continuing connection to land, waters and community. <music> hello hello! welcome back to sexuality a podcast that examines queer content in media i'm your host lisa and today i have a very 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 special guest with me my very good friend alex hello
1: hi (laughs)
0: thank you for having me of course would you like to introduce yourself maybe start off with your pronouns uh
1: my name is alex i am a 24 year old uh queer student studying psychology at a university. a
0: university. I'm uh, Yeah. University. University. close. Yeah.
1: Um, my pronouns are they, them, and um, I think I identify as non-binary, but like, uh, and and uh, pansexual, bisexual. I tell people nowadays that my sexuality is gay, question mark. And the question mark being a 72 fond um, <laughs> um, thing. Because I don't really know at the moment... It, it shifts and flows and changes a lot because of my mental health. So um, that's how I identify. And you have probably have heard my voice before slightly differently. This time I'm a bit coarser because uh, I've been screaming my <laughs> my lungs out. Um, last time we were talking about Avengers, I Endgame, think.
0: Endgame, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, so, was really, that was a good episode. You it brought was really a lot awesome. of good nuanced um, analysis to that episode. I'm glad I found.
1: helped. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, hopefully, this episode will have a really interesting discussion as well. And this, this time, we're going to talk about Sensei.
0: Yeah, let's talk about Sensei. Oh. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I love it. I love the show, honestly.
0: After doing a bit of research into it and like watching it the second time, I really didn't love it as much.
1: Oh really? Yeah. What? Okay, so what? Do, um what what do you not like as much
0: um well just like the homophobia and the racism and like the sexualization the fetishization of Lito and Hernando by like every
1: character in the show and... yeah i i was thinking thinking that a little bit uh when we actually outside of the podcast we had a little bit of, uh, of discussion of how i feel that all the, uh, the how they casted the the members and of course it's a TV show of course everyone is beautiful and uh, in in the stereotypical or like archetypal sense in our society but i feel like um it's not the most realistic portrayal of how we are and 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 again um it's tv and at the same time it's a sci-fi would you say it's a sci-fi Yeah, absolutely, so it's fictional yeah. completely yeah. so i guess you can say that perhaps the homo they are they are gifted and they (laughs) look very beautiful because they are very beautiful (laughs) yeah yeah
0: well they are actors so you you kind of have to suspend your disbelief
1: that's true
0: (laughs) in a lot of ways with this actually um yeah so uh just a couple questions like what is your history with the show and kind of what drew you to this franchise
1: um, the history of mine with this show.
0: Did you watch it when it first came out?
1: Uh I don't think I did. I actually watched it. Uh, I think you started me on. Oh, okay. And by the point I watched it the first time, you really watched it once. I think yeah. in season one, and you got me hooked uh well we watch three episodes uh three episodes in one sitting i think it's
0: funny how we watch we watch things and we just talk all the way through them and we never actually get any watching done
1: we well you know what i feel like the discussions are equally important i'm yeah. this type of person like when i watch movies on my own i um i look at i look at the movie and i and have subtitles on and if like, when I'm watching on my own, I, like, go back and then look at it again without looking at the subtitles. Oh, okay. So that I process it properly.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: because I, I, again, like I was telling you outside of the podcast, that I, I watch uh, shows quite, a- uh, like, attentively. I, yep. I really try to analyze it, even yeah, though yeah. Sense8, to begin with, is a bit, um, very scary, very overwhelming. Because there are oh, so okay. many things going on, the character building and universe building. Yeah. And the mechanism of, like, how Sense8s work was very complicated so I wasn't able to focus on the themes and like like meta-analysis of the of the of the plot beyond like talking about like topics like queerness and uh racism and portrayals Mm. and representation uh not as much the second time around watching it was uh I was able to focus on those
0: Yeah, yeah same I was um I think the first time I watched it I was just you know passively watching it and just like absorbing all of the information and even like watching it again I'm not very good at Actually, absorbing all of the information that I get no. from anything. So, um,
1: and in general, it's a bit hard to grasp the entirety and yeah. all the nuances and all the little details yeah. of the show in the first run. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, yeah. When I play music, I like if there's a term called side reading. I think you yep. probably would know, and it's like that. I feel like when you watch a show the first time, you side reading uh, all the content, mm. and the second time around, when you have the basis of what the story is about, all the background settings, you can focus on the nuances mm. of the of the different musical notes and chord progression. <laughs> I'm also a music nerd. So.
0: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> You're
1: welcome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did you want to give a bit of a synopsis about the show?
1: Ooh, that... that it ed- would be
0: quite kind of hard to...
1: To, to, to condense it yeah. down to a, a short synopsis. So, okay, I'll try. Um, so... Sensates is uh, Mutated or a different form of human uh, Evolved to have a connection with seven other individuals these people within a cluster what they call a cluster is eight people eight Sensates have uh, a really deep connection with each other in the sense that they could share each other's perception uh, memories uh, abilities and they could feel what each other feel to the level of being the other person, essentially. So, um, it's a really, uh, like, sci-fi con- concept, and, uh, with uh, with how they- how they are different to normal humans, there is this, uh, group that is hunting them down, and I- I think the storyline is that Uh, these people using their abilities and using their experiences from different various backgrounds, they're able to evade and retaliate this group Mm. that's hunting them out so Mm. I think that's that's no, that's good. That's so, sort summary. of a suffi- yeah. sufficient synopsis. No, it's really very yeah. minimising. So the audience, if you haven't watched Sense Eight, I think I would really recommend you go and watch it now before you come back to us or You will be probably a bit confused. <laughs>
0: yeah, or you will you will not, not want to like watch it. it. Yeah, you no. will not want to watch it. No. While, after we um after we riff it to shreds. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, a lot of the articles that, that um uh Lisa found online was it. That Can be a bit negative on on how the the movie uh, the sorry the series was was uh, filmed. Although I do think, I, and I think Lisa also agrees that um, there is a lot of uh, like valid excuses. I would think. No, or, I don't. No, I you don't, don't think agree that. With that no. Sorry for putting words in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Um, we'll get into it, but I just think um the choices that they made could have been. Easily avoidable um, had they, uh, like, hired more diverse um, writers and directors mm. to direct the show. And
1: also, like, the actors.
0: And the actors mm. as well.
1: How about we start with that? Okay. Lead, lead, lead into the yeah. actual discussion. Yeah, what,
0: what did you want to start with?
1: With the casting choices. Okay. So I, I put in my notes that I think the casting choices was, was fair, that. Um, the, the characters were all um pretty well portrayed i would i would say with i would say they are very interesting characters with with a lot of complexity however um with uh leto and hernando i okay i don't know that they're they're not openly gay if they are at okay. all i, I think there's... i'm not
0: sure i haven't actually done any research into i that. did okay. I,
1: I looked online and uh, i i researched yes. and uh, things are pointing at them being straight men. Okay. And I again, they ha- they're not openly straight but because it's not a thing. <laughs> um, yeah. Um so I on on that note, I just feel like uh could have done uh, a slightly better job in sanding with the uh w- with that actors should be able to or, or or that the director should cast people with lived experience because mm-hmm. they're acting like as a gay couple mm. or, or a couple and and they don't have necessarily ha- understand or or, underst- um, or have lived yeah the experience of being yeah. closeted being being um
0: like um outed yeah and, and- discriminated against because of their sexuality yeah
1: exactly so i feel like that that is a bit of a shortcoming and I, i'm not sure do you know if free uh freema argument is bisexual
0: i don't know all i know about her is that i loved her in doctor who
1: <laughs> <laughs> she's a great ally she uses her platform to track uh, to support the lgbt com- uh, community um but uh, again, like I looked online and I tried to uh, seek it out and see if she identifies as as queer, mm. but I haven't found anything. Okay. And for someone who's an avid ally, yeah, I think like if you're you're going to be able then, to show, yeah. but so again, um, she's playing a queer character yeah. on screen and and yet she is not openly gay, and I feel like on on that regard, the Wachowskis could definitely have casted someone queer instead of someone's straight or not openly gay yeah that's how
0: i feel a lot of the time yeah like so most, so
1: like all of the time casting of jamie yeah. clayton was perfect was yeah great. absolutely a trans person yeah. was played by a trans person even though of... she can't act <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> i i'm gonna be charitable and say i i liked her character
0: <laughs> i like Naomi. Like yeah. yeah she's cool i love um i love amanita as well I
1: do yeah love i love amanita, amanita.
0: yeah did you, what else did you want to talk about?
1: Um, in, I also wrote that in recast, they recasted Kaffias yep. in the second season. Yeah. Because of, um, because of like, it was, um, it
0: what was, what they
1: call, what they call artistic different uh, like differences yeah. or, or, um, creative differences. Yeah. Rather. Uh, and they had difficulty working with each other because rumors being that, um, uh, amal, amal Amin. Yeah, yeah. what wasn't comfortable with the orgy scenes yeah so i think okay that was that was it, it is what it is and you can't change it if someone is not comfortable with yeah. t- doing that on screen so consent is everything yeah that's important and respecting that was great but in in universe uh when toby uh toby was casted um mm. The new, sorry i i'm not gonna attempt to pronounce his uh, last name because i'm gonna fail spectacularly um toby was casted and in universe it was explained that he had a new haircut and he looked different and i don't know it felt i i guess perhaps it was funny and i i shouldn't be saying that it's a negative it's just it felt a bit flippant perhaps yeah um yeah it could have been done a little better rather than just essentially say all black people look the same and that's That's, a bit that's how it came off it really did yeah well at least for me and and i and i didn't appreciate that as much but i understand that like again like i said it is what it is when you have to recast a member it's going to be awkward regardless
0: yeah that's true yeah Yeah.
1: so i i guess on 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 that on casting the choices could have been made a little better that's that, I think that's what, what, what I want to say for casting for now. Mm.
0: Yeah, no, I think I think you're right, yeah. So in terms of the queer relationships in the in the show, we have Lido and Hernando and Nomi and Amanita. And these are contrasted with the sensate relationships, the straight sensate relationships with Riley and Will and Carla and Wolfgang. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... I, I thought it was worth noting that none of the sensates are in queer relationships with each other, but they do have like they do have sexual relationships with each other. In that they have orgy scenes. There are there are a lot of orgy scenes. <laughs> there are a
1: lot of sex scenes that involve more scenes. than yeah involve more than between the couples. Yeah, the absolutely. Couples. Yeah. I guess <laughs> in a way it is uh, a quasi poly relationship because they're having sexual relationships with one another yeah and some of them are having romantic relationships with one another yeah but again um uh, i i previously uh, outside of this podcast i told i was talking to lisa about this uh, uh about consent it mm-hmm. is a, a a bit of a weird a bit of a weird um concept within within i guess mental health condition where they are con- so connected where perhaps without being able to say yes i want this person to be present someone is present just because just by default of how they connected have i talked to you about this no no i i, I typed it here oh Unless okay I maybe
0: i here. didn't i didn't get that note
1: um they Sorry, I, I completely shifted the topic from, from relationship to consent. Is that okay?
0: <laughs> that's okay. No, that's important in yeah. any relationship. Um, so one of the things that I read was that the, the directors, the Wachowskis, they were talking about how the um, the characters kind of shifted into like poly, not poly, pansexuality as opposed to like, Specifically,
1: we gay, know, gay or straight, and, or, straight or and, bisexual, or, or yeah, whichever sexuality they identified yeah. as previously,
0: which um is quite problematic in that um. You felt I've, like
1: it was conversion therapy. Yeah,
0: that's that's one of the things that I read, but I like from my personal experience, um, I have told people certain things about myself, and they will they would say things like, "Oh, you just haven't met the right person yet," and it's like, um, no. Just because i'm confused or whatever doesn't mean that there's going to be one person who changes my mind
1: yeah and so and and even if even if it does happen it doesn't it's really trivializing to say you just haven't like your current identity is false yeah. or somehow wrong because because in the future you perhaps have the potential of meeting someone yeah um
0: and i find it quite gross when um people say about lesbians like nomi um is a lesbian and she's trans and she has a bisexual girlfriend i find it really trivializing and quite gross when people are like oh you know lesbians they just haven't found the right man yet and it's kind of like what this thing is saying what this show is saying and that
1: like that's how i feel anyway is that what do you think um is that
0: that basically nomi
1: was lesbian but now is
0: pansexual because she met the right people or whatever
1: like ah, see i i in a in a sense going back to what you're saying about it being conversion therapy from i guess the original sexuality to pansexuality i i i don't really know if that's the case if, if a mental oh, condition oh that's not what I said I didn't oh, say no? that no if that a was an mental...
0: article that I put in the notes
1: if a mental condition makes you connect with someone without like without your um, without your own volition I guess is yeah. weird weird way to put it um, are you actually pansexual? you can still identify as a lesbian and they are still in love with each other in a committed relationship and they got married mm. um, so how much how much do we think that i don't know how much of uh the straightness in nomi and amanita oh well in in nomi is is accentuated by the fact that they the the sensates are sexually attracted to each other
0: yeah i'm not sure i mean you could also argue that like because they have this psychic connection the way i always saw the relationship like the sexual scenes sexual relationships between them is kind of like masturbatory as opposed to like (laughs) having sex with somebody else
1: it's co-presence rather than (laughs) participation yeah okay (laughs) i think that's a very euphemistic (laughs) and shy way of me putting it but yeah i i agree i agree it's not so much and I, I told other people this when when I watch it even. The sex that they were engaging in were a lot a lot more emotionally erotic yeah. rather than physical. So perhaps we can't even it, it's it's a different kind of sexuality. Mm. And and it's because it's completely it's not a, a human experience i guess it's, it is a, sens- yeah, a sensated, um experience it is hard to categorize that into or put a late like, sexuality label on it properly mm.
0: i guess that's probably why they went to, for pansexual why the director said pansexuality because it is um because i guess it sums up like if you're attracted to everyone yeah. that's kind of what pens, I guess. I wish, I wish they hadn't said that. Yeah. In in retrospect. Yeah. They don't need to
1: say that because it it is, I guess implied in a sense in a sense a way yeah. that they are, they are sexually aroused by yeah. each other perhaps not attractive, but aroused
0: yeah that's true because that's you can get aroused by anything and not actually be sexually attracted
1: oh to, my you know. god yes that is <laughs> I think we, we we've got a breakthrough here sexual arousal and attraction might be different yeah absolutely different. so yeah. like I guess like
0: you could be sexually aroused by a smell it doesn't mean you're sexually attracted to a smell you're just yeah. aroused by a smell
1: just like how in one of the episodes Leto was very sexually aroused because um, Jamie Clayton's character, Nomi and Amelio were, were having sex. sex yeah. um, he wasn't involved in that. He yeah. was just sexually aroused because of that, and and I think that's just the perk of being a sensei. <laughs> that doesn't. I don't think that changes their sexuality. Yeah. I think I can now say that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Um. So with Lito and Hernando. There are a lot of problems with their relationship and their their portrayal. Um, just in the queer sense of it, uh, Lido is like so. They're situated; they're two gay men situated in Mexico, and the show kind of plays up this kind of like machismo. Um like this toxic masculinity. toxic masculinity a very narrow view yeah, of yeah a very narrow view of masculinity in this very narrow view of the world that they live mm-hmm. so Leto is portrayed as closeted he um, he's very he's very afraid to be outed and that's his storyline throughout season 1 is that he defies any attempt to explore to explain his sexuality or to come out in any way and it gets to the point where he chooses well he he does in a sense choose his own safety over the safety of his friend yeah and danny danny so it's he's portrayed basically as a coward in that he's very afraid and he is like like chooses to let Danny go back to an abusive relationship rather than let as he sees it his career being ruined I mean his career kind of does get ruined at the it end. does yeah Yeah, so he chooses to like save his career over the life of somebody else the
1: portrayal of his being outed or, or his staying in the closet as cowardice is, is kind of damaging hey because people it's difficult it is very difficult People have repercussions and, and uncertainty alone is yep. scary enough. And to portray that as um, he chose to forsake his friend, perhaps, I don't think is the most appropriate. Okay. The show, the, I, I think the show might have put him, I guess, <laughs> between a hard place and a rock. Yep. Like, he couldn't come out. If he come out again, um, as shown in season two, his entire career was... was Destroyed. Uh, his but we lost have that... a lot of friends.
0: Yeah, but yeah. we have that contrasted with Danny being in an abusive relationship.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: And so it's like basically her life against Lido's career.
1: Yeah. That's... Is it just his career though?
0: Uh, His career and I don't know. his. Yeah, his... Um... I'm not
1: sure. I, I almost feel like his safety was also was also uh compromised was
0: that explored though the fact that his like was his safety um this is a really tricky episode to talk about
1: because it's so so much content
0: the racism and the misogyny and the transphobia and the homophobia are all kind of wrapped up together yeah. yeah we can't
1: just talk about one thing. no we
0: can't so there is um one of the articles i was reading talked about how we have um with Lido and Hernando is contrasted with Nomi and Amanita and Nomi and Amanita live in this basically like this queer paradise where of San Francisco where um, basically like everything is you know fine and I mean there is that one instance of um Nomi suffering from transphobia from the turfs but um other than that it's like there's the pride parade there's the park that they go to um there is like you know there's a lot of instances of like basically they don't suffer homophobia aside from that one instance and that was posited from like years before
1: and that wasn't really homophobia that was transphobia Transphobia, sorry like
0: homo transphobia i suppose i should say as putting them together yeah,
1: um, I, I feel like it was very specifically like trans Because the, yeah. the the person that said it was a lesbian. Yes. So I don't know if it is homophobia. So No, it's not homophobia. I Sorry, am- I misspoke. Yes. They were presenting as if America has moved past the yeah. fight for gay people. Yeah. Where it's all okay. Even though currently there's still conversion therapy happening. There yeah, are absolutely. There are very openly anti-queer speech being being um propagated everywhere and it's accepted somehow that it's okay for them to speak like that so i agree with you it's presented as if it's all okay and then in mexico it's all backwards yeah it's a, it, it was a little bit of a monolithic way to present the binary of the two yeah. countries even though there were so many nuances of both like there is a the good and there's the bad like in latin america i think later on uh, Lito. uh and Hernando and Donnie went to Sao Paulo. Yeah. And they were very they were having so much fun. They yeah. were in pride and um it's they had to move away from Mexico to, to do that. So in a sense, Mexico is is portrayed as this city of just horrible anti queerness, which I don't think necessarily is true. Hey. Is, mm. is that what I you're I don't trying think so. Yeah,
0: that's what I was trying to get at. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. The one thing that really struck me this time watching it with Lido and Hernando was the relationship with Danny, and I hated Danny from the beginning, and I still fucking hate her.
1: Oh, you hate her. I hate
0: her. Um, she from the right from the get go, she is the one that fetishizes Lido and Hernando, like from the beginning.
1: It, but see, you know what? Before she was even in the relationship uh, with the couple. She or before she knew about Hernando, she was very problematic with what she thought as a ga- uh, as a straight man like with with Lito. Yeah, he was very invasive. Yeah, of his personal space. That's even like
0: that's what continued throughout their relationship. He like, had said
1: no. Yeah, and she persisted. Yeah, and, and even said something like. Being told no is is turning me on, and that was very. Oh, creepy.
0: that is that is rape rape culture rhetoric right there. That was
1: very very creepy, but I guess you can argue that came from abusive men in her life, and she just. But she doesn't grow that. is the
0: thing. It's not presented as something that's wrong. It's that's true. Because she immediately gets into this like quasi queer platonic relationship. She was, she was polyamorous. Rewarded for it, for yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. it doesn't. It's not presented as wrong. Yeah. And even when she takes photos of them, which is a plot point in the thing, she in, like, and they even say, "You took photos of us." Like, how could you do that? Yeah. And so she takes photos of them
1: without Wa- consent.
0: Without consent, Joaquin gets the, her phone and says that if she doesn't go back to him, he's gonna out Lido and Hernando, which is what happens. He does out them. Yeah. But um, so.
1: And that was, okay, to be fair, that was an accident. But again... She took the photos, the photos willingly. The, the photos were, without were taken consent. without consent and intentionally. But Joaquin getting the phone... Okay, so I, I guess... I think also the way it was portrayed, it was a little blamed on Danny that the photos got leaked. Which yeah, that's I don't know true. that's fair, but you're yeah. totally right. The fact that, to begin with, if the photos weren't taken, there wouldn't have been a leak. So yeah. I... The fault was partially done. But then
0: the, the other thing with that is that she doesn't learn from that behavior because you see her later. She takes more photos of um, of Lido and Hernando and they when look they, at her like, and they, when they, they actually and look at her like, are you are serious? You serious? Yeah. I think they might have actually said, are they you did. serious? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and really. Then, yeah. Really, really? You did that? Really, yeah. exactly. And... Um, and then later on, she's at a rest. They're at a restaurant, and she takes a photo of like a queer couple that just got engaged. And it's like, one, you don't know these people. Who the fuck are you to take photos of them? Mm-hmm. They might not be out to their parents. Are you going to post that on social media? If you do post that on social media, will other people find it? Like, you know? And it's just like the ramifications of her actions just seem to have no effect on so her whatsoever. So she continues
1: to, to engage in. I guess what is it okay if I use a low in the, in your podcast yeah so fag hag oh some people like like a, a lot of i think straight girls try really actively to fit into that role of, of, role of a hag, and like having a gay best friend and that—that yeah. that is a very and watching thing gay porn
0: and like like hooking up with a, a gay man so that she yeah. can watch him bang his boyfriend so or what i
1: what i've learned recently to really summarize i guess racism or any sort of homophobia is is that uh when whenever you engage in an action that is limiting minimizing and trivial uh, and um exclusive those three things are are the pinnacle of it being horrible when so
0: can you just explain that in a little bit more detail
1: so how wh- when i say uh minimizing is uh her understanding of of um a gay relationship is reduced to its sex it's its sexual interaction mm. that she finds erotic arousal mm. from that. So it's very minimizing. And it is limiting because her interaction with gay people is limited to is limited to like being a fat hag. Yeah. She doesn't move past as you were saying, she doesn't move past that and grow as an ally. It's li- it limits herself, her views of, of of gay people. Yeah. Still remains in, in that. And it's exclusive because her homophobia is mm-hmm. not exclusive in that she she likes gay people so when if, if someone's exclusive is saying that gay people can can fuck off and die that's okay. that's exclusive so i think those three things those three components she has two of those she does two of those things so she has she still has a lot to learn and in in the series she didn't show any growth
0: no she didn't yeah that's the point and like Aside from those couple instances where she takes photos, it's like that's the only part of the show where, or part of her actions where... She
1: fucked
0: up. Yeah, where it's shown that she fucked up. Yeah. As opposed... And like, even when she takes photos of the couple in the restaurant, it's like you didn't learn anything. Yeah. And it's not shown through, like, textually that, um, that that's wrong.
1: Not even that it was justified yeah that was okay
0: because they got married
1: yeah and I, I think oh, they got the, engaged in the notes you were saying that by virtue of her repeating the behavior it was excused yeah and that's not a, that's horrible yeah 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 i think uh the way the wachowski wrote danny into this couple's relationship in a sense is reflecting the, so i'm now going into the positives of, of of the portrayal, mm-hmm. I do think they're trying to portray uh, uh, perhaps a poly relationship or a non typical um triad. Like of a yeah, like
0: a queer quasi platonic. Yeah,
1: and yeah. and I do appreciate that um in where Lito falls short in being grateful and appreciative of of Hernando mm. um. Uh, Danny comes in and fills fill, uh, fills that gap. I guess and and in a sense, I think that's I think in my short like very limited understanding of of uh like a queer platonic and and triad um relationship that if you can't get something from one person, you can get it from another partner, a different partner, and that's okay when within within uh multiple people you can get different things and you don't have to rely on one person for everything which is i think why a lot of people say oh um relationship is really hard and it's really like draining because sometimes you just can't give what each other needs Mm. some sometimes you perhaps not geared for really um awesome and, and in depth emotional support because you might have a limited capacity on that regard. And someone else within within your triad could do that or or if it's say the sensates
0: that yeah. that being a very yeah, good yeah.
1: example actually. Everyone has different skills and you when you need one one specific thing you can get it from one. It's not overly reliant and codependent, I mm. guess. So I think the Wachowskis it uh an okay job portraying poly relationship and how it could be it could be somewhat better than than uh than
0: uh are you talking about a good portrayal with leto Hernando and Danny
1: or with monogamy. the monogamy huh are you, with uh with the sensates particularly yeah I think. Yeah, yeah but so, again that with with the homophobia i I'm not sure they could do better they could yeah, do a lot better yeah they could do a lot better as well yeah
0: um so I wrote a bunch of notes. I basically wrote an essay because that's how I, that's how I think best. So I'm going to refer to that. Um, so one of the things that I wanted to talk about was, um, I think we kind of already touched on this actually, was that uh, while these, are, while there are explicitly queer characters such as Nomi and Leto in the Sense8s, um, there must be a queer element to all of these characters, even if it's just in their heads. And I think that goes back to what the houses were talking about with their pansexuality comment. Mm. So I think it's, in some ways, not the worst thing that they could have said. and certainly not the worst thing they have said. No, but <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, so I can understand how, like, they might always, all have some sort of element of pansexuality to them, all these characters, having had relationships. But the way it's portrayed as, like outside of those sex scenes, outside of those orgy scenes, is like as um, Nomi is a lesbian and Lido is a gay man and then the rest of them are straight.
1: And there's no portrayal of bisexuality or being Aside curious from even, yeah any form of exploration outside yeah of that. yeah absolutely
0: yeah and um, i guess
1: there is whereas uh, which is which is lito being closeted and using danny as a beard yeah which was yeah again like i said limiting it is a limiting um portrayal of, yeah. of sexualities yeah. it's a full spectrum rather than just very binary gay straight and bi. Yeah. Uh, gay straight gay straight and lesbian. Yeah. That is. Yeah. I agree.
0: No, I completely agree with you. So just with um Lido. So we have a lot of um, there are a lot of problems with Lido's character. <laughs> um so even though he's an actor, he's uh, I don't know how they were trying to portray actors even because he's very over dramatic. And he is a telenovela actor. And. What's. Uh,
1: would you like to explain what telenovela um, is? D- I don't
0: have a full understanding. I think it's some. I'll actually look it up. I will look it up.
1: I did find that the portrayal of Leto oh. being overdramatic as a comedic point yeah. was was a bit harmful. Because I, I feel like men are allowed to be emotional and they are allowed to express it in in a way without being laughed at. Like mm. the fact that we're laughing at it perhaps it it shows it shows our uh, unchallenged um not phenphobia but uh, like unchallenged idea of what masculinity is supposed to be. Like the way he processes anger and yeah. frustration mm. is it's perfectly normal, I guess. We wouldn't laugh at it if it came from a female actor on mm. screen. Whereas when it came, uh, c- it came from Miguel, we thought it was funny. Mm. We, we were laughing at it. So uh, I guess we put, uh, we have this expectation Like when Sun when, when was really calm about it. That was a, a weird, stark, stark contrast. Yeah. That, that could... The stark contrast could have been more the, the, I guess, the butt of the joke, rather than the fact that he, he's a guy and he's crying.
0: Yeah, and I think that, that goes joke. back to what we were talking about before with the machismo. Like, they're machismo, in a very, yes. like, very patriarchal, very heterosexual, very male-centred, um...
1: Toxic masculinity.
0: Toxic masculinity, masculinity toxic... Yeah, um... Uh, society or Mm -hmm. at least that's how the Wachowskis are portraying Mexico Mm -hmm. um and so having Leto be very dramatic and be over the top um is is kind of like portraying him as a telenovela character and telenovela is basically a um Latinx um
1: soap opera so, really, his his character, supposedly a real person, is this over dramatic um, person on stage that you should yeah. see on stage rather than in reality. Yeah. And and at the same time, his homosexuality is also something that's become a caricature of itself mm. rather than a, a, a serious portrayal. You yeah,
0: absolutely. And I found even in the second season where I, I couldn't really find Leto as, um,. And that's not necessarily true, I suppose. Um, a lot of the time, his (laughs) over-dramatized-ness, what is it? Over-dramatized
1: reactions.
0: Over-dramatized reactions, um were just too out of it like i just couldn't it was a lot it was a lot and and it
1: it is i feel beyond the realm of normal reactions yeah yeah it felt it felt like cartoonish
0: yeah and even to the point where in the second season he expresses this fear that people like his imposter syndrome where he feels like people are gonna find out he's a fraud and he's not a good actor Mm. i couldn't i didn't buy it yeah like i just didn't
1: i just thought it was Again, like a caricature on yeah. screen just being melodramatic. I yeah. Guess. yeah. Even though
0: he wasn't delivering it in an over-dramatized way, it was still like, oh, they're just tacking that on like to try and make him seem like an all-around character, but yeah. he's not.
1: See, I don't know how much this is Wachowski's fault or is it Miguel just being a bad actor? <laughs> I'm, I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, there are some parts where I'm like, Lito's very cute and I like him. Um, like where he, he does this thing where he just kind of like clasps his hands together and he kind of like pushes his shoulders
1: up
0: <laughs> it's very cute and um like the scene with bug in the cinema yeah yeah, yeah. do you oh, remember that
1: i you know what that scene i was i was hysterical <laughs> if bugs just being a fangirl i can't it's so funny i
0: have problems with bug like sometimes i like him and sometimes i fucking hate him yeah
1: uh, isn't that the case with all? all spray no, men? but
0: Bug is like when he's gross, he's really gross. Like there's yeah. this scene where um. When he where... called Nomi
1: hot. Yeah, after... and they were like,
0: "Thanks, Bug," and just, what?
1: But it's really unnecessary.
0: It's so unnecessary, and he's always like, "Hey, angels."
1: Yeah, he was overcompensating. How How about this? I think, he is a good ally. Uh, he he or oh, he tries to be a, an ally of, yeah. of Nomi. Yeah. And um because of a lack of of um education as as an ally he he has his shortcomings and he overcompensates and he does things that is inappropriate well i don't
0: think it's necessarily because he's not educated i think he's just a gross person oh
1: no i don't mean mean as in he's unlearned i think i mean specifically with queer culture he's not. no
0: i i don't even think it's um i suppose with that one comment but like just oh, yeah. the way he is in general like it's <laughs> just too much
1: for me perhaps he's meant to be that, that character
0: that's yeah, but why give him that much screen time
1: that's true I'm like he's sure. t-
0: actually taking away from the other characters screen time by giving him more do screen we
1: time. do you think there's I don't I think it was appropriate uh, he you know why you think there's a lot of screen time because he's very loud I don't think there is that many of him actually was he was, he? was well
0: there? he had enough screen time enough. like.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he myself. had enough
0: to annoy me. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, digressing. While, while this whole internal struggle is going on with Lido, um, whether to come out or stay in the closet or help Danny or whatever, um, he has a scene with Nomi, um, which is a heart-to-heart in the Anna Huakali Museum um, in front of a Diego Rivera painting. Ah, Um,
1: the museum where um, Hernando and Leto had their first encounter Um,
0: and so that was full of problems Uh, one of them being that he talks about like having sex with uh, Hernando as like taking holy communion
1: he did say that
0: and it's just like oh god just don't just like don't why
1: do you think that is problematic
0: because um it's I feel... It's just so overdone. Like, it's just been done to death.
1: Has it?
0: Yes, it has.
1: I think that's... Maybe I've been I've reading, it. reading
0: too much fanfiction. <laughs> um, but, like, it's just been done so many times. Like, people have commented on this and said, like, it's just been done to death. Okay. Um, and No, I thought
1: it was really funny, actually. Yeah. I didn't think it was, Like, he was... That moment was supposed to be quite, I think, um weird use of a word here sacred that moment yeah. was supposed to be sacred and like really emotional and sentimental but at that point when he said it was holy communion it was really funny to me and that that comes from because I, my my position of being a little like anti-religion in general yeah so i don't know i i thought i didn't i didn't see how it was problematic as much as probably you did but i i see what you mean now
0: it's also a little out of character because, like, Leto's not shown to be religious.
1: Oh, he's not, but he's very dramatic, so he would he say is. something. Yeah,
0: I suppose you would. It was say.
1: so. It's so dramatic it's saying so something dramatic, like that, comparing, yeah. comparing having oral sex,
0: sex with yeah oral sex with,
1: with <laughs> communion. It is very poetic, I guess, but also oh, it's over trying the to be
0: poetic. But it's just another instance of the Wachowskis like not really knowing how to write <laughs> proper dialogue. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, you were. I think you were saying that Nomi and in your notes, Nomi and Amanita has nonsense uh, conversations. Yeah. I really want you to expand on that. I, okay, I that, was my, that was oh, not
0: my that was not my point, but I will talk about that in a little bit. Okay. Um. So, um, I I don't know. After like reading some of the critiques of this show, I don't really have much good to say about it anymore. Oh, please do. So let's talk about Nomi now. Um. So the first scene we see of Nomi, she's getting fucked by her girlfriend with a lubed-up rainbow strap.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so that's really. Pretty... <laughs> that was a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> when it plopped on, I think plopped on the floor. Yes.
0: And it it's was wet.
1: juicy. That was a lot, and I, I don't know how I feel about that. It was really funny. How about yeah. that? But
0: I think it sets the scene for the
1: show. It really does. It really does. But I don't know. Or what... like
0: it sets the scene for um for Nomi and Amanita's relationship because they have sex a lot.
1: See, that was the only scene where I felt, oh... Uh, well, I mean, it's a first, so I don't really know about the show. before I knew about the, sh- understood what the show is about, I just thought, oh, you portraying queer people as really sexual mm. beings. That like for as a first scene to set the to to, yeah. to ease us into it, I felt like that was a lot. Yeah, and I don't know, I that I didn't, didn't really know. ease
0: us into the show. It kind of like didn't. pushed us in the deep end
1: <laughs> head first into the very jiggly and juicy rainbow dessert. That was a lot. <laughs>
0: funny yeah <laughs> um yeah so i think you're right in saying that it does kind of over sexualize queer couples as
1: and the whole show kind of yeah does. the whole
0: show really does yeah and like with uh one thing i want to talk about um I, was um how nomi and amanita like sexualize um
1: lito and hernando
0: yeah lito and hernando um and they they say this ridiculous like someone pointed this out was this nonsense line where they're like i don't understand why people can't see what we see yeah i know two guys together is so hot and it's like what the
1: fuck did did they say that yeah i thought i thought it was very specifically referring to that one picture that was uh, well the, the the picture that was Lito of Lito and yeah Orlando. yeah but they
0: they were like it's so hot like oh so again
1: again refer going back to what i was saying it's very it's minimizing yeah yeah
0: yeah exactly and it's like trivializing and it's fetishes fetishizing fetishizing fetishizing. i can never say that word (laughs) probably fetishistic um it's really problematic
1: yeah
0: (laughs) because it and like Lesbians should know better than to say that because of the history of straight men sexualizing lesbian, lesbian and le-
1: having straight women in lesbian, echo lesbian porn. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. I cannot watch lesbian porn. It's so it's not because sad. it's
1: not. It's a lie. <laughs>
0: it's like it's just really sad. Yeah. So basically, Nomi, amanita Lido, and Hernando are like the face of queerness in the show that has queerness at its like we were saying about the pansexuality element um so Nomi faces a lot in this series which is including deadnaming, transphobia, her abusive mother and a warrant out for her arrest but all through it she has the support from her partner Amanita and the other sensates um like you were saying like that which does also have problems like
1: the will saving her um and her in general in the first season being a damsel in distress a little bit yeah the whole time like being having needing the the aid of i think everyone Mm. yeah
0: yeah absolutely
1: being a trans person and being helpless i don't know how much of that is wachowski's trying to trying to say hey uh, she's not perfect. Trans Or, 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 or like, she's... that trans people are, are fragile in a society yeah. that, that is difficult for them. I'm not sure how what, what what to think of that. It's a little bit
0: murky, I would say. I it mean, is a um, bit murky, yeah. She's presented as one of the more nuanced characters in the show. Yep. And her transness is presented as more nuanced than, like, Leto's homosexuality. Yep. Because. And you would expect that from a show that is helmed by two trans women. Mm. But it is problematic because they don't give that same care and attention to the other characters in the show. Like, one of the things that someone pointed out was that Nomi uh, is kind of a Mary Sue and that she doesn't have any faults. Which I don't necessarily agree with because, I mean in a personal way, like, her personality doesn't necessarily have any faults, but the thing is, like, she's constantly dragging drama around, and as you would expect from a character in a TV show, but also as a character, she is, like, she gets arrested, like, she's out, she's on the run, she has to fight like every day and she ruins her sister's wedding and
1: she did bring the all the all the fbi yeah, agents too. To, is it fbi that. agents yeah to to her her sister's wedding yeah, yeah. and kind of and like there went. was this
0: host this hotel thing that they were staying at this like um in the first season and, like, the cots were coming around and sniffing out, and they were like, you know, if you don't give us this info, we could shut this place down, and so Nomi and Imanita had to flee that. And it's just like... She's just constantly dragging drama around. Like, they say in the show that she's a black hole of narcissism, and I think that's exactly right.
1: Um, I mean, I, it's not necessarily her fault that drama's following her, though. But it perhaps... Um, yeah. Huh? Yeah, it is. But to... to... I guess to a point, but then it's also a lot to do with who she, who she, um, her, what her identity is as a trans person, as a sensate. Yeah. Those two things brings a lot of drama into her life to begin with, and how she deals with those things perhaps uh, uh, has an effect on how those things follow her. Mm. But again, how, how much can we place blame? On someone who has drama on in their life because of because of their identity how much can we blame them for it
0: well as a hacker I think we can blame quite a bit
1: (laughs) is that what caused her to put her in trouble
0: um yeah because she was hacking into stuff and that's why the
1: FBI agents were there oh
0: no that's right because she um she got put into the hospital and they tried to lobotomize her. Yeah. And because she's a sensei, that's why they tried to do that.
1: Exactly. That's what I mean. It's not by her own choice. Yeah, that that's she true. Wanted. So yeah. a lot of the drama and, and when she was bullied back at school. when she, Yeah, when the boy,
0: that's true.
1: It was because of how I think to do with her uh, um, when she began to to, to understand her, her, her gender. Mm. I think that that brought drama into her life, not because she chose to. Uh, but because of 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 her identity was mm. she d- didn't really have a choice of.
0: Yeah. Okay. I get. see what you mean. I see what you
1: mean. But Jermaine. I. I also. T- I am just gonna say, I really love m- Nomi, so I might be biased in me defending. Yeah, I don't her. really
0: love Nomi that much.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> she's she's oh just Jamie Clayton can't act so that. <laughs>
1: um. I liked. Okay. You know what? I like the fact that her problems brought the sensates together and it united them it gave them Mm. a cause to become closely connected close-knit and understanding of one another's issues they were a lot more empathetic towards like as they grew as a team they were a lot more empathetic to one another's issues after
0: they saved her
1: yeah but and and because of the problems that they face mm. they realise the whole situation was just screwed up and and they became a lot more understanding of one another okay. i think yeah. so again but again I, I can't attribute this to 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 um nomi because yeah. it's not her choice to yeah. have issues her, have drama so it's neither i can't blame her for the drama and i can't i can't uh, praise her for the drama either <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's fair. So Nomi's transgender identity does come into play throughout the series. Uh, In the first part of the season, we see her grapple with her mother, who still refuses to accept the fact that Nomi is a woman. Um, And Nomi uses her past trauma, like we were saying, to connect with Lido and help him come to terms with who he is. And in the first episode, we see her taking hormone therapy. And we also... um, we also have that part about the TERFs, um...
1: Yeah, the, the lady discriminating that... Discriminating against her.
0: Yeah. Um, and she also talks about how trans people need new identification so she can make that happen. So her trans identity is a big part of, like, the series, and not just who she is, but who, like, throughout the whole series, or at least throughout it the It shapes the plot of lot. Yeah. Her trans is. Yeah. yeah. Because, um... yeah. So that's a big part. And I, I don't know how much I can criticise that because, because the Wachowskis are trans women so they would have that experience, that lived experience um, and be able to portray her in a way that resonates with them. Um, so I can't really say that it's a bad portrayal or anything like that because I don't think it is. And, and I, I don't have lived experience yeah, to say that it's yeah, bad or good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Although that is exactly what I do on this podcast,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do. You know what? I do really appreciate that uh, the injections she has was portrayed on screen. Yeah, absolutely. That was important. Yeah, to, and I think to it, normalize it Yeah,
0: and I think there was a, a lot of um, a lot of the things that that I just talked about um, the issues that she grapples with um, that they are talked about because it's important to see how they are like see how these issues actually play out in real life as much as you can say real life is in a tv show yeah. but by having them there and then having them immediately uh what's the word i'm looking for like like having that conflict but then having the show immediately say that's not right will then make it clear to the audience that transmisogyny, transphobia just Dead naming, shaming, those kinds of things—they're not right.
1: Those—it makes the commentary really clear. Yeah, it makes
0: the commentary really clear. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think that that's good, but as I was saying before, like it's not the same kind of courtesy isn't extended to the other characters in terms of like how detailed detailed their identities are. Yeah. So I'm Anita. Um, is nomi's girlfriend and uh she is great and i love her but she is not really written like a normal person
1: <laughs> amanita
0: FEMA argument
1: yeah, but why do you think she's not really... Because, like,
0: all of her dialogue is bad. Like, <laughs> every single thing she says is just bad.
1: I think because I'm not a writer, I'm not nearly as critical as... Like, with, with conversations, I don't see that as much. Oh, okay. I'm not able to see it yeah. as much. Not that you're wrong. Yeah. yeah, no,
0: that's fair. I mean, you can disagree. Do you, I mean, you have,
1: like, mind. do you have examples I want to hear? Um, and... I
0: don't have any examples, like, off the top of my head. I didn't write anything down. But there was that whole thing about... Impossibility is just a kiss away from reality, or
1: whatever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and they bring that up at like several points, and at least twice in the show. So
1: they say she says some uh, like things that are really overly convoluted.
0: Oh, not necessarily convoluted. Just, like, everything she says. Like, every single line it is sounds like, really a bad line. Oh, it sounds, it's like, poetic. Just bad. It's
1: or try just, hard.
0: Yeah. It's just, like, not good. I don't even know how to describe okay, it. It's she, just not good. If
1: you think she uses, like, those poetic words too much, she also works at a bookshop, though. It's
0: not poetic, is what I'm saying. Oh, it's, it's not, not poetic. poetic. It's just, like... And then, when, at the wedding, she gets up and she's like, ladies and gentlemen. And, like... <laughs> It creates a scene, which is exactly what um, what they didn't want. They didn't want to create a scene, but then the, the FBI guys turned up and then Amanita creates more of a scene.
1: Oh, yeah. Immediately jumps in front and then...
0: Oh, it's just ridiculous. I love her and I love Freema Argument, but I just... The, the, the character.
1: character wasn't the best written <laughs> really.
0: No, not really. And, and Freema Argument's accent is so bad.
1: Is she trying to... She's parenting. English, yeah. Oh, yeah She's of English, course.
0: yeah. But they have this really loving relationship between them, which is quite nice to see. Like, it's really nice to see like a good portrayal of a lesbian and um, a good portrayal of a bisexual woman.
1: In contrast to what, uh, like, is are there is normal media portraying lesbian relationship or sapphic relationship as toxic? Do you think? Yeah,
0: a lot of media does. Um, Oftentimes,
1: it's like one very dominant person. Ta- yeah. Ta- 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 oh, ta- ta- it's, ta-
0: ta- it's it's more like you know in most lesbian um, or like sapphic relationships, it they feature cheating. Like, cheating is a common trope that features in a lot of lesbian and sapphic relationships. I've reviewed a lot of um, sapphic movies on my blog, which I can link this to in the show notes, um, where not all of them have that have that trope, but a lot of them do. Mm-hmm. Like, the majority of sapphic um, it's a movies very have that bias portrayal yeah. of relationship exactly. of a lesbian of relationship a le- of, lesbian of course static relationship.
1: Static, any relationship any fo- type of relationship there would be a, a portion of it with people who cheat but to, to portray so it
0: every single fucking one it's like yeah. it's just prevalent disproportionate it's just, it's Disproportionate. it really is and then of course we have the L word which is just a fucking shit show and I, <laughs>
1: I've
0: tried watching it I've heard lots of things about it I've done some research into it it's just a bad show and I've don't ever want to watch it to me. Be- I tried watching it and it's garbage. Like, even just to watch like, even just the pacing of the show and the, like, the dialogue of the show is just so bad. And I know it was, like, it's, like, I what early... The L Word. Don't watch it. It's bad. <laughs> okay. But, um, yeah, so that's, like, the main... Like, that's, you know, one of the only... Um, portrayals of sapphic relationships is the l word and they do a lot of really bad things in that like there's one character who's like um i should stop talking about the l word (laughs) moving on (laughs) um yeah so it's quite nice to see this sapphic relationship where um they actually truly love each other they want to get married there isn't fighting between them you know there's no like tension between them and It's really nice.
1: I would disagree that... I I, I agree that it's really nice. But I don't think there's no tension. The tension, again, comes from the drama in in Nomi's life. And the fact that the way Arminita deals with it is to move on with it and to try to be with Nomi and be present and be a very supportive uh, partner with that tension going on in her life and which spills into the relationship... They okay. grew together as a yep. couple. And I really appreciated that. That was... Like, despite of the tension, they still moved on, and they actually became more loving. Mm. Like, there were, like, many points where the tension was released because the uh, immediate danger or threat was resolved or, yep. or evaded. And the, the immediate thing that Nomi says is, I fucking love you. Yeah. And that was really beautiful, that, like, in... in despite of the chaos in Nomi's life um Armanita is is re- really supportive um so what i'm really saying is a positive relationship yeah. a really positive partner is portrayed and i want to be like armanita yeah. like in a, a, a hypothetical so relationship that so i'm going to have in the future yeah i want to be as sub- uh, so supportive i want to be that that I can stick with someone and actually also still remain so positive mm. about everything yeah that's hard
0: yeah absolutely but she yeah. does a good job and so that's what I mean by it's really nice to see it is that very nice. but what I meant by like no tension I don't mean I mean like between them as a couple there's no yeah. like moments of like i don't want to be in this relationship or when it could have easily happened because Armanita is so at the forefront of like what's happening with the sensates it could she could have easily gone this is too much for me i need to take a break etc etc
1: see again i don't know if i agree because nomi has said i like i don't think you essentially i i don't remember the exact phrasing i don't think Armanita, you deserve this i don't think you deserve this
0: yeah but that's not
1: you know, it, that's not tension yeah
0: I don't I don't find that tension okay, okay. I, I find that like mm, okay maybe yeah so I, she's.
1: I think she was at that point pondering perhaps I should move on because I feel like I'm dragging chaos into Arminita's life someone oh, I love okay. so I, I think yeah perhaps it was that but again because of how positive Arminita is yeah. Watch how she moves on is mo- moves on with it is but I love you because I can be there for you because mm. of how you, what what you're the chaos in your life makes you. And I think that's so lovely that mm. they love each other for who they yeah. are.
0: Yeah. And going back to, um, to uh, the queer paradise that we were talking about, um, Amanita's dads are in like a polyamorous triad. So she has a mom and three dads. Um, and she says any of which could be her father. So they're all supportive of Amanita and Naomi's relationship identities and lifestyles so it kind of like feeds into this idea that you know the san francisco element of the show is like this absolute queer paradise or gay paradise gay paradise yeah um where everyone's fine and you know there's there's, when it really isn't yeah and it's only the other parts of that of like it's only mexico where it's shown to be like this seedy underbelly of the city where yeah
1: and it's you know what on on that note when you're saying like the comparison of uh, what I would call like a predominantly white um, countries is portrayed as as, as perfect I guess compare compare uh, San Francisco and and Chicago with say Seoul where mm. where um sun like there is undue sexism within every every facet of, of her life yeah uh, that's true for for women it, in women in any country, in any country, in any country also yeah. in in white countries also in asian countries also in african countries uh, but but then in it, it's very accentuated mm. when like in Seoul in the scenes in in Seoul with yeah. with Sun <laughs> being in a sex club and and the the bodyguard telling her that uh, naked woman only in mm. in the club and and like the client that she looks at says that woman only open and doesn't close as a really yeah. horrible innuendo yeah. to her like. That happens in in the white world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's not portrayed, and it's you, you're totally right. It it, it kind of um, alienates, or no, it doesn't alienate. It portrays a really biased uh, perspective. Like mm. those things are true. You know mm. what? It's true in Seoul. It happens. Yeah, and I'm, per- no, I'm
0: not doubting that there is a homophobic element to countries like Mexico. Yeah. Um, but
1: it's a greater not- truth in those. But then to then portray Chicago and, and LA uh, and, and San, Francisco San Francisco as not those things Yeah, is, is unfair.
0: Yeah, and really? like, I'm sure I did, I have been to San Francisco. It is like a queer mecca. The first time I went there, there was some guy with his dick out in the middle oh, of the Jesus street Christ. just dancing. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. This is where I'm at, I guess and um
1: that's a bit indecent yeah
0: that's a bit uh, apparently you can just do that in san francisco oh you can oh i guess no one was stopping him
1: oh dear <laughs> it was,
0: yeah it i don't quite... think that's
1: okay That like violates people's personal space right? this was
0: what 2012 it was a different time
1: yikes <laughs> okay
0: um yeah uh, so, uh, like, I'm not doubting that San Francisco is this queer mecca, but like, it's not gonna be peachy and hunky dory the whole time, like, and which I suppose they do actually talk about because they do have that transphobic element to like one one part of the show, but they don't show nearly as much of the positive elements of like. Of it's not centric. Those yeah. aren't Like you were saying, the sun, um, the misogyny they don't portray as nearly as many like positive moments of soul of soul yeah
1: definitely yeah definitely you t- you're correct in-, in saying that the core elements say in nairobi and in in Seoul, those two uh, of-, of those two places are very negative mm. quite negative like in in nairobi the the predominant predominant um characteristic portrayed was that it's Poor. it's chaotic it's corrupted and Mm. it's ridden with diseases Mm. and that's kind of horrible and Mm. it's racist as Mm. as uh, outside of this podcast we were talking about the portrayals um but that's not the center uh, of this podcast it's we'll we'll go back to talking about chicago and and san francisco how how i don't really have that much
0: to talk about with chicago okay um although i you know i think it is prudent to mention out mention the fact that will is a cop yeah, and all cops are bastards,
1: <laughs> and yeah. no cups
0: are fried. So a lot of people have critiqued the portrayal of uh, Sun and Caffius as not having
1: um, love interest,
0: love interests, and as showing those two characters and also Carla as um, as desexualizing them. So th- I think that the the witch house has kind of heard this comment and. Fixed it in well. Tried to fix it in the second season, um, by giving both, um, by giving both Caffius and Son love interests, um, and Kafius's uh, love interest is a, uh, I'm guessing either bisexual or pansexual woman named Zakia, who is a reporter, and there is an exchange between them where. Kaffia says so I heard about you know what happened in London and she goes yes I was with a woman but I was I've you know loved people regardless of their genitals and that's extremely problematic on two levels because one why not just say she's either bisexual or pansexual like just say it just say the word we're all better for it and two equating people's genders to their genitals is extremely like turfy behaviour
1: I don't know if she's doing that do you think she was doing that
0: I think that the writer didn't think it through.
1: Yeah, it could it could have been a lot better worded. Cause, yeah, yeah, as you were saying, it could have been just I'm I'm pansexual. Oh, I don't really, I don't. Yeah,
0: I love people for who they are, not their gender. Or I look yeah. past gender.
1: Um, though I do think, unfortunately, a lot of people do focus a lot on on body. Like to a lot of people, their how they identify how they understand their sexuality is very physical Mm. rather than rather than um like emotionally Mm -hmm. um and emotionally um people are just so vastly different that you couldn't say "Uh, i like i like uh this gender because they have this this is and that characteristic that is exclusive to this gender you can't say that
0: no you can't but as a lesbian i am attracted to like women and femme people yeah what do you want to say about zakiya
1: so zakiya uh, is a character with a strong disposition as a feminist when she Mm. first approached as uh, when she when when he got off the bus, um, Zakia was quite combative I think to begin with mm-hmm. with with him, and she was taken aback by what Kaffiyas uh, said um, about um, you and I are the same. And then very quickly she she had sex with Kaffiyas. Yes. I t- I thought that was a bit problematic. I felt like she was like the the whole what what was the narrative was that she was so wowed by what cafias uh demonstrated the intelligence and the and the ability to articulate that uh, she was really turned on and just had sex with cafias i thought that was really like minimizing like she is so much more than that her intelligence her her um feminism is more than more than more than that would you say
0: well, I don't think they have to be either or. Like, you can be a feminist and still enjoy sex with men.
1: I just thought that the way they sequenced it was was attracted, and then uh, like, was wild by the wild by the speech, and then sex.
0: Okay, yeah, I don't understand a lot of the editing choices that they make in this show, and often they condense things a lot to fit the narrative to better, the point of reducing like to it. the point of reducing it. So it could be that there was like hours and hours passed between that that we will never get to see. <laughs> um and it just does a disservice to the storyline and to the characters to do that. And so I think um I think you have a point in saying that um it's kind of a sharp juxtaposition of having you know uh, a strong female character speaking her mind and then immediately jumping to the sex. but i don't think necessarily you can you don't have to say that um she can't immediately jump into bed with someone just because she's a feminist
1: that's true you can be both it's just the, the editing choice because this one person who's from nairobi who's Who's black who's a, a, a woman of uh, in in a rel- position of relative power to, to then portray her to, to to do that was a bit degrading and I and, and I thought you're totally right the editing choices was a bit interesting yeah
0: it was um, I think you're you're fine to think that honestly if you want to think that is degrading I don't agree with you yeah but um, I think it can come. It always comes back to the choices of the writers and the directors. Mm. So we can totally blame the Wachowskis for everything we hate about this show, <laughs> and also everything we love about it. I think I have some questions. What uh? What is the most important thing to you about the queerness in this show?
1: Um. I guess I connect with this show's character a lot. Uh, and I felt at home and I felt like the show was written for people like me to watch. I felt that it was accommodating. Like unlike a lot of other shows where, where the relationship was really heteronormative, where the Asian characters are really whitewashed, where queer people don't uh, don't act the way I do as a queer person, I felt like it was, a lot of the things not everything obviously the, the show has its flaws it was it, it made me felt at home it made me felt like it was for me
0: that's awesome yeah,
1: yeah. what about you? what, what um, drew you to the show?
0: what drew me to the show? it was queer
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I remember um, I was doing a gender studies course in university in my last semester of university of, uh the start of 2015 and my last essay was basically on this podcast or like the, the, sh- the point of this podcast, which is like the queer representation in like queer representations in media. And so I was talking about sense eight. And so I just marathoned the first <laughs> season of it um, to talk about basically how queer people are represented in, I think it was maybe, I think I talked about transparent as well. And I might've talked about a couple other things, but um, yeah. So actually, I don't know. Was it queer people? I don't know. I think it was because I talked about Transparent as well. So um, it must have been... Yeah, so that's what... (laughs) It just drew me to it because it was queer. And then it took me a long time to go from watching the first season to watching the second. Wasn't there like a two-year gap or something in between them?
1: It's a long time. Yeah, it was a long time. I watched it before you did. Yeah. because, Because you yeah no I don't think you were very motivated to watch this no movie. not really yeah I don't
0: know why It okay
1: also, this is just a general criticism of the show rather than through a queer lens. The sec- the writing of the second season was a lot worse than the first. I think.
0: It always is with every show. It's unfortunate. Every show has worse writing in the second season because they have like a really good idea in the first season and then the second season they have to kind of like come up with just as good as like just as good ideas, but they can't always do it.
1: Yeah, there the- there's limits to plot development and character yeah. development because it's already Some of it done. Yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate.
0: So the second season is almost always worse.
1: Yeah, sequelitis.
0: (laughs) Sequelitis. So has your experience with this show changed since you first saw it?
1: Oh, definitely. Like as as I was saying earlier in the podcast, um, I was a lot less confused and a lot more focused and uh, analytical on the more meta analytical um topics. Yeah. Like um, I I guess. topics of like queerness i can focus on that and and portrayal and representation yeah Mm. i I definitely uh the second time watching it uh i guess the same with you the second time watching it i didn't i i I didn't like it as much it i didn't enjoy it as much Mm. um but again less overwhelmed with the very intense character building and universe building and all the crazy mechanism of being as insane Mm. yeah yeah,
0: that's true. So what would you like to say about this show just to cap it all off?
1: To cap it all off. I can't fault it. Uh there are still as we were, after everything we talked as about. As we were saying, like after all of this, I can't fault it. I think at you can end, fault
0: it while still liking it.
1: At the end of the day. And and you know what, this sounds it this this is me justifying it uh, justifying for it, I think. There are a lot of limits to to any any form of media, different different limitations, and in TV, it is that they have very limited time to build a universe to uh, while still, still keeping uh, the audience captivated. For that they have to resort to a lot of uh tropes expositions and and which makes it a bit boring and they have to rely on tropes which makes it minimizing and reduce uh countries, entire countries to to stereotypes, which is not necessarily untrue but it's unfair when portrayed just like just in in the span of an hour each episode. So I, I do think I I would give them some slack and at the same time, some flack for, for, for portraying, uh, for using some of these tropes. But, um, and I, to, to, at the end of the day, the characters, um, a lot of them, at least, I I can't say for you, for myself, a lot of them I love and I connect with, um, and I really appreciate, um, despite of it could, um, the uh, despite of the potential of it being could could have been better i still really like the diversity and there was a representation on screen that was that was shown so i really i really like Sensei, and i wish it hadn't been cancelled it it would have been like had it had five seasons in total so three more seasons uh they would i feel like the writers and the directors would have a lot more chance to grow and perhaps do a better job because i i yeah. do think that they respond yeah. they're quite responsive to to criticism yeah. within the fan base and i think the fan base um being a, a very broad group even though i i do think a lot of queer queer people like the show mm-hmm. um perhaps would give them a, a lot of uh, constructive criticism and they would could have become a a, a a better better show yeah. I don't know. I really liked it. So well, that, they, did that's
0: seem to, they did seem to take on board a lot of the criticisms that people had. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. and it is, that, that is an important thing. Mm. Unlike some shows, they, they excel yeah. at, at changing just that it was cut short. So mm. I guess a lot of the issues that we, we have talked about in this podcast, perhaps would have been rectified eventually had it been allowed to mm. progress yeah okay
0: well thank you so much for coming on my show
1: thank you for having me it's been a ride oh god it's been wild
0: all righty so that's it for the show thank you all for listening if you got this far (laughs) (laughs) um you can catch sexuality on twitter and instagram at uh queer as media You can also, if you want to chime in, email the show at queerasmedia at gmail.com. I don't know why you would want to, but you can. Um, The show is also, if you would like to uh, either retweet or like it or on Twitter or Instagram or um, leave a rate and review on iTunes, that would be amazing because it helps me find new listeners. Um I think that's it. Episodes come out on the 7th and 21st of every month and that's it from me. Okay, bye. Thank you so much for listening. Bye, bye.